0: You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production.
1: March Vautour is the 1%. He made his fortune in oil and cryptocurrency. He's handsome, charming, and has a heart of gold. It's hard to believe he's still single. Only it isn't. Because March isn't real. He's a serial grifter and romance con artist who's tricked women and men across Canada, the U.S., Vietnam, and the Czech Republic out of over a million dollars. And that's just what we know of. His trail of destruction has led to heartbreak, bankruptcies, foreclosures, and even PTSD.
2: How could you not be a psychopath? How could you ruin so many people's lives and not care and walk away? It's dark evil.
3: Romance fraud, business fraud, investment fraud, medical fraud.
2: You know they say a really good liar puts some truths in there to make it easier and make the story more believable. Because he has conviction about that because he knows it's true.
3: He goes by Marcel, he goes by Mark with an M-A-R-C, an M-A-R-K. He goes by Andre, he also goes by Dre. We know him to go by Andy, we know him to go by Martin, we know him to go by March. I think he has a character that he's built for each one of them.
1: He doesn't work. This is his job. He is good at what he does. Say, you know what? Bravo. You're good at what you do. But we're we're good at what we do, too. And we're going to get you. In episode five, you heard the story of Nikola, a 20-something tourist on a work visa from the Czech Republic, who unwittingly met Mark at a hostel in Toronto and ended up homeless on the streets of British Columbia. You heard how Jodi and her partner, almost too easily, tracked Marcel down in Nanaimo. You also heard how, despite the warrants, police reports, and barrage of evidence, the police did not care, and Marcel escaped by jumping out of a two-story window. That was in 2019. Over the next year, and after the media blitz, new tips keep coming in, but none of them are active people recognize Marcel from a past encounter and get in touch through the Stop the March Madness campaign. Fast forward to May 2020. Remember in episode one when I mentioned coming across that article with that dreadful headline, duped women go after charming alleged con man, and the social media comments that infuriated me? Well, we're about to come full circle. After reading the article and learning more about the case, my pink moon partners Maggie Evan and I reached out to the ladies, and over the course of the next four months, we begin documenting the stories of Marcel survivors from coast to coast. It's now September 2020, and the pandemic is in full swing. Two weeks to stop the spread has turned into half a year. By this point, we've become close with Jody, Kim, and Andrea and have a private group chat going between all of us. It's a tough time for me personally. My mom had just been through major surgery and is in the hospital when suddenly, Andrea messages the group It's March. We have March. A flurry of texts then becomes this frenzied phone call. It's titled, We Found March in My Notes. And to our dear listeners, This episode is going to be a little different. It's the first time our cameras and microphones were rolling on an active tip. The episode is captured in the moment, so you'll hear variations in environmental sound and audio quality. I took this call in the hospital hallway. Okay, here it goes. The phone call from a dreary afternoon in September 2020.
4: So... Um, Jody missed the part about that. Andre's pretending to be the, working for the Canadian embassy and he's got some money for so, in, friends of international students. Fill me in.
2: So, okay, so I get an email from this guy and he says uh, they have uh, been a victim and are still a victim of this guy, that he's staying with them. Um, they lost uh, about $1,500 so far. He's asking for $2,000 more. They're both foreign students. And uh, Mark said he's part of the um, embassy. So the guy that I'm talking to isn't the guy that primarily is his friend. He's just kind of a friend of the other friend. And uh, he said that his he took his friend to where he worked at the embassy and showed him around. What? Oh, my God. So it makes it so believable. And I don't know how he did that, but I'm sure. And he had another woman with him at one point. So there's probably another lady out there that's being ripped off. And anyway, so he's like, he's willing to help out in any way. If we want to uh, get him to go somewhere or do something, he's confirmed that he has similar tattoos. He's got the tattoo um, on his chest of a bah, He's got the tattoo on his leg. He's got a whole bunch on his arms. There are so many. He's, going into the shower or something, so he wasn't looking at him. Like He also said he got suspicious after he asked for $2,000 more and uh, looked at his uh, passport, looked for his ID, and found his passport saying Marcel André Vautour. And he Googled it, him and found the website, and then he contacted me. So what name is he going under right now? Marcel? Mark. Mark. Mark.
4: Mark. Mark. So that's Mark. Mark. Okay, so um, right now he has no idea anybody's on to him, right? Hold
2: on. Yeah, I guess he's buddy sent me pictures. Yeah. Make sure before we get so excited. It's him, 100% him. Oh, okay. And he said, oh my God, he took a picture of his ID. His passport. <laughs> Amazing. It's Amazing. him, 100% him. Okay, passport. how do we
4: get him?
1: After a year of no news as to Marcel's whereabouts, we are on his trail once again. The excitement is palpable. Marcel has been pretending to be a Canadian embassy officer and is taking advantage of two international students in Scarborough, Ontario, one of Toronto's six boroughs. We start hatching the plan to catch him.
4: What I think they need to do is those students that have just got money, if they have another $2,000, arrange to do the $2,000, but have the police already called ahead of time and have the police watching. And then they go to the bank and they can get footage. That's a good plan. So like who who knows police, like, so will they, how long will they keep him? Okay, so they'll detain him for uh, 48 to 72 hours. I'll call my constable. Are you 100% sure about that? Because yeah. we need to serve him with the 20 other, like everybody else needs to serve the papers. But once they get him, they can, can detain him up to seven days, my constable told me. Pops know and they bring him in for 48 hours of questioning and they think that they don't have enough evidence to release We can have a constable call their police detachment, say, no, we have a bunch of warrants for this guy, and we've got a bunch of charges against him, and we want him detained for longer. They can hold him up to seven days. Hey, dude, to to buy some time, I'm just getting some money wired to me, just be careful. And you know what? If he knows he's getting money, just say, I have to get some money wired to me because I only have so much I I have. Exactly. No, he already knows they don't even have the money. Like,
2: remember, Right. Yeah. So, like, he had to go to the bank to get, like, he's always taking for people who don't have because they have no recourse. Because yeah. they have nobody who's going to fight for them, right? Why oh. don't the guy pretend that he, he's like, I don't have the money, but, yeah, you know, maybe yeah, I can get.
4: I can call my mom and dad. What if he says his cousin has the money? You know what?
2: Yes, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to get somebody else involved and say, I got this guy who's willing willing to help you out or something like that. Or I got a relative that's willing to whatever.
1: After a few more minutes of back and forth, we hone in on a path.
4: Okay, so what's our plan? Like, what should we do? Are we going to go with this money? This money um, thing? I, what about if
2: Amelia just goes to one of the police stations there and just yeah. shows them like, okay, this is what we're up against. He's got a warrant in Quebec, he's got a warrant in Winnipeg. What Why don't is? I do that? We need yeah. advice from other police than Toronto police. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that we don't so that we don't appear that they're uh, entrapping him, right?
4: But what right. if what if we just told them we know exactly his location? And then, in the, like, as soon as possible, get those files to this cop who I potentially will talk to just down the street. Like, I'm sure I could find an office just anywhere around here, and then maybe they could just go get them. Would that work? Would they, Could they just pick them up? No, because it, it didn't work last time, like that. Last time no we warrant. called, and they
2: said there's no warrant, only in Quebec and in Manitoba, so uh, no. the warrants didn't require pickup.
1: We begin realizing... This is similar to what happened in Nanaimo and with JB in Nova Scotia.
2: Let's look at this how it's happened in the past. So, JB gave him money, and the police said there's nothing they could do about it because he gave him money us videotaping him giving him money isn't breaking the law
4: he isn't breaking you know, the law they have to get him on a phone saying are you like are you going to pay me back like when do you think you're going to pay me back what are you needing the money for that's the shit that we have to get that's what we do and then but then we have to get the money right so that's got to be the thing and the cops can maybe help us with that like look at we've, we've got Let this guy. Me, what if i just go to a police station right now and i quickly ask them what here's the situation what do we do right now like right. what can yeah, you do? Mean, they, How can you they might, have his
2: location? They might look at his warrants and say, Okay, yeah, we can probably push the Winnipeg warrant and get it extended and we'll pick him up and transport him to Winnipeg.
4: Winnipeg is a big uh, one, but so is the one in Quebec that Marguer Marbury. Markovane, yeah, yeah. And then we have and then we have other victims there that if they know that if he's detained him, they might come forward. So next door.
2: Door. They might pick him up because he's right next door to Quebec and he's right next door oh. to Manitoba. But let's let's yeah. be serious here. They didn't do it last time. Why are they gonna do it this time? Because the last time they were in, he was in BC, and his furthest yeah. part was Winnipeg, which is three provinces over. We found
4: okay. him in Ontario. We found him the Chatelaine article. And yeah.
2: all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, right? It, more, in, it was Ontario. It and and then seriously? Because yeah, they'll, they'll to see what so, an impact so, it's had.
4: We're at the same situation again. It doesn't hurt for Amelia to go. Yeah. Are you can go, go down with the whole file? You know, that stuff that you photocopied from me, Amelia? Yeah, luckily I have that all on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me just go right now. now. I'm, yeah. sure I'm, I'm, just with me. I'm in the hospital with my mom.
1: So I leave the hospital and Uber to the closest police station. I come up to the doors, and to my extreme frustration, it's closed. There's a sign that says, due to COVID-19, you can't just walk into the station. They're closed to the public. It's anticlimactic. As I make my way back to the hospital, I message the ladies in the group chat. From there, everything happens so fast. Kim catches the first flight out from Victoria to Toronto. I head home after a long day at the hospital. It's now the weekend. The next morning, me and Evan, who's our co-founder and in-house cinematographer, and also happens to be my husband, race over to pick up Kim from her hotel room and make our way to Scarborough where Marcel has been conning the international students. Over back-and-forth texts, Andrea arranges our meetup, a Starbucks next to where they've been living and where Marcel has been staying. Their names are Fan and Andre. Fan is from Vietnam and Andre is from Ukraine. FYI, we're excited, so there's a lot of talking at once and a lot of cars whizzing past. We learn a lot from this conversation. Here's Fan telling us how he first came to meet Marcel-André Vautour.
5: I met him in June. Uh, I was in downtown in Toronto because at that time I was walking on the pavement and then I talking to my mom. But I talked um, by Vietnamese because he knows Vietnamese. He, he was standing right behind me and then he said, oh, hi. Um, he just came to me and, and said, hi, "Oh, are you Vietnamese? And say, I said, yes, I'm Vietnamese. And then uh, he... He, he talking with me by, Vietnamese. Oh, yeah. right. he know, yeah. he know Vietnamese. A and swearing. then, and then he, he started well, talking it, to me by you. Vietnamese. And then we just start talking, talking, talking. And then he told me he worked in Vietnam. And then I said, oh, wow, he live in Vietnam. He has wife, he has family mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Wow. he's blah, He blah, said blah. he has
1: a family in Vietnam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kids? Yeah. kids so yeah. yeah.
5: He told me like um, his wife always abused him, like uh, take a lot of money from him.
1: So it was a chance meeting in downtown Toronto that put Marcel and fans' path. We asked the guys more about what Marcel told them about himself. The story is different from what we've heard before. By the way, he's going by Mark again. This seems to be his Toronto name. He used it with Nicola.
6: Okay. So for us, he told us that uh, he was working, he's working for embassy, first of all, for government. In 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 Vietnam. So he's working for Canada, but in Vietnam. Okay. 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 So he was his friend from MVC, they went to just like have fun in Vietnam. They went outside of the city. Right. They went outside the city. And they met some lovely people there, they had like a house, it was in a village. They had like a small party there, they were staying over. And he met this owner's house, he had a, like a daughter. So it, basically his wife is a daughter of this guy, they met there. Right. Then they had a, some sort of relationship. She was like, it's poor family in Vietnam, they didn't see a big city, they, she didn't know English, nothing. So what he told us, is he married her because she got pregnant. They moved to Vietnam, and oh. they were staying in the house with basically his son. Um. So
3: we've always thought that this was his son, but he has told other people that it's not. So some, most of the victims didn't even know he had children anywhere, or that he'd ever been married, and yeah. he's got three children here and actually in Quebec. Yeah, Andrea
6: told me. Yeah. yeah.
3: So. We always thought that this was his um, a girlfriend and that he got her pregnant and that he did. Um, because that son. was his son.
6: Because he doesn't look Asian at all. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he I'm is. Yeah, he's myth- oh. He's definitely mixed
3: ethnicity. Because I saw the
6: picture. Yeah. We only had one picture though. It was. I was really surprised. Yeah.
5: Okay. So we start talking and then uh, and then he told me he worked in Vietnam. Everything in Vietnam. And then I told and then I asked him. So what do you do in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. So he told me. Oh, I work for embassy uh, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Like he worked. Uh, like B- can, he worked for embassy. In Canada, but in Vietnam, and then and then I really surprised because uh, uh, and then and then after that he asked me my phone number and then we uh, and then he start um, chatting to me at that time.
1: Over the next few weeks, Mark and Fan start spending more and more time together. Eventually, Fan introduces Mark to Andre. The guys tell us that Mark then attempts one of his tried and tested scams on Fan.
6: He asked Fan to take a number for his name, take a phone on his name, Fan's name. And it was iPhone 11, but he returned it already. Because I insisted, I told Fan, like, it's risky. you don't know him, you pay for him money. Like, what if he stops?
1: Andre isn't as trusting as Fan. Fan then tells us Mark wasn't happy when he asked him to return the phone.
5: And then, you know, the day after, I told him, oh, uh, Mark, I'm so sorry, because I'm just afraid anything uh, bad happens. So I think we should cancel that plan. You know, he's very mad at me. He very, like, seems like a And then he he told me, like, I I, I get him trouble, anything. And then it seems like... He he makes me feel really bad, Bad. like everything is my fault.
3: So he is known to do that with phones. He one time bought 10 phones under another guy's, a victim's Mm -hmm. credit cards, got all the phones, and then he sells them off.
1: Mark also establishes his cash flow problems early on. Explaining why such a high-level embassy official always needed money.
5: It's like because you know, every time he keep he keep asking me mm-hmm. money because he has this problem, that problem. Yeah. Uh, what kind he, of problems? Like like he he told me oh, um, uh, his work for embassy like is layoff, so right now he he doesn't have enough money. He,
1: oh, he was laid off at the embassy. Yeah. He oh.
5: because I met him
6: trouble. Basically, what happened? But before he told us he moved from what, what the story is he was living in Vietnam working for embassy. Yes family there everything was really good because when coronavirus started he told us they mm-hmm. deported him back to canada because there is no job in vietnam is closed he's working here now yeah okay it was quite realistic anyway
1: here's fan and andre on why the whole thing felt so believable one thing you'll realize is that andre is finding out new information here too fan doesn't always let andre in on everything
6: he really? actually took you. Tell, tell him the story how he took you to the office. It's
5: like kind of like the office, like a small office. But mm-hmm. you know, when it was there, he I saw maybe he's just makeup, like invasive. Like he has his name, everything. Like it make me feel trust him. Yeah, he had. we
1: so had an outfit in it. Yeah, a yeah,
5: off, outfit. He doesn't. He
1: just had a name tag. And name like tag, and then official. he just
5: like a um, suit in there. It was close to um, downtown. It's yeah. just um small one. It I I I don't I don't remember the uh mm-hmm. exactly uh, the address, but because he, he took me from there.
1: Ah, okay. He picked you up from yeah, there? Yeah. Why, what, why did he take you there? What was the point?
5: I don't know because he, he, he okay, he just told me, Oh, I, I work right now. Uh, if if I want to visit, because at that time I told him I was in downtown. And then he told me, Oh, I work uh, in here. So if you want, so. Um, you can I can visit him, so and then he, he just tell me to go there. Was open
3: or was it just you saw the outside? Did of it? you see
5: other people there with name pages as well? It's just him. Just him? Just him. Just <laughs> yeah. him? Yeah. So I'm working. But I, I, I don't know what exactly he do inside. So, I just I just stand
1: in there and then I say hi Mark that's it. And he was um, waving and, and, from the inside, but you didn't see him was he working inside or you just kinda saw him coming? I just out? I just saw him. Okay. And
6: he just could have like took him to any yeah. building. And maybe. then been like, yeah.
1: yeah, hey, I'm I'm just coming out, I'm coming to meet you, call me when you're here kind of right. thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mark doesn't just tell Fan he works at the embassy. He shows him. Or so Fan thinks. Fan had very little reason to doubt Mark at that point. There was more to the story about Vietnam, too. More details that Mark shared about his predicament with his ex-wife that made his sudden need for money seem plausible for a while. So the story
6: I didn't finish about yeah. Vietnam. So, like, he told us he moved here, all of his property, all of his clothes, almost everything. He just took it back with his items, everything he left in Vietnam. He basically only has money. But then, because of his wife, she t- told us he told us he cheated on him or something. So they're again going to, through the divorce. She's now asking for money because like he has a lot of he has a corporation in Vietnam.
1: Apparently, the divorce is messy.
6: So okay. and now she asked she asked a lot of money from him because when because legally he told us like I don't know how it actually works, but when they are divorcing in Vietnam, they're splitting all of the. All of his items, like his uh, her condo, he has to sell it. They have to split So he's
1: waiting on this so, money that's tied up, basically?
6: But well, Basically, he paid her money just to not to do this. So basically, he keeps all his stuff in Vietnam. He doesn't have to sell it. They divorce silently, mm-hmm. nothing big a deal. But he has to pay money. To did, you right get now, a,
3: did you get a name
6: of her? He he called her Tan. Tan, Tan, Tan. Tan, Tan. 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 Like Tan. T-A-H-N,
3: right? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Marcel has used the name Tan before with other victims, claiming she was his ex-wife as well. We then ask Fan and Andre to tell us how Mark's scam worked this time.
6: So you're like, I have to work a little bit for my own program to yep. in order to graduate. Of course. Right. But I have to, because I'm an international student, I have to apply for work permit. Yes. I did apply, and uh, it usually takes four months to get approved. Yeah. But I was wait- I've been waiting for like six months already for some reason. And, I, and they don't really tell you the reason so you don't really know. Yeah. And I was a bit worried. So when I met Mark and he was working at embassy, he actually asked me if I need some help. Like, he can check my application or something. He can tell off. me if, if everything's going all right. And I was like, yeah, why not? Just leave mm. It's a friendly thing, just good for sure. me. Okay. So he checked me and he told, like, he doesn't know because, like, he doesn't do these things. He only working with immigration so he doesn't approve work permits but he told me he has a friend Oh, no, Mike, Mike. Mike, Mike Mike Yeah,
3: Mike is a common theme as well yeah and what? And how does he know Mike? In Mike Vietnam. is
6: his best friend
5: like working in embassy too so in
6: they Basie were too. both working in Vietnam they both came here they mm-hmm. both work here Mike is working with approving the client work permits and Mark he's just his job in embassy was to like more customer he was communicating to people <laughs> who like. he was responding to emails he was talking to mm-hmm.
1: applicants so Mark can't get the work permit done but mike can and apparently fan even met mike or someone mark alleged was mike at a tim hortons of course anyway mike could apparently help fan and andre
6: he decided to decided to help me and he offered me to check so he contacted mike and the other day he told me that mike took took a view on my profile he's also not responsible for my application there other people are but Mike told him that it's taking six months already, so it's supposed to be probably most of all it will be declined because it's taking way too long. Usually it's getting declined. And he offered me like he can he can help me with that. Sure. He, he can ask Mike. Mike can ask ask any people. So Mark
1: says his friend Mike can help Fan and Andre. Fan wants to get his permanent residency, and Andre needs a work permit. André pays Mark six hundred dollars for Mike to check on his work permit application, and Fan pays thousand dollars for help securing his Canadian permanent residency. A few weeks after he supposedly got Mike to look into André's permit, it gets approved.
6: He really, he got really lucky with everything because my work permit was approved. That's right. The timing is the right way for him.
1: That approval happens early in the guy's relationship with Mark, so it gives him some initial credibility kind-hearted Mark even offers to help Fan out of another bind.
5: He he also told me like he know the CEO in uh, in Coca-Cola because you know at that time at that time I I'm trying to look up um, the job for so co-op mm-hmm. and then because he told me like he worked for InBasey and then I realized well maybe he, he can help me to find a job because at that time I really need help. Uh, until until yeah. right now, I really need help, and then he told me oh be, uh, I know um, the manager or CEO in in Coca-Cola, his name Tony. And then maybe uh, I can ask him to, uh, in Coca-Cola, they, they do co-op jobs, uh, relate to my program. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he told me uh, he can help me out. And then, you know, I just give him my resume.
1: Mark even has Fan meet Tony in person, just for an initial chat. The formal interview was supposed to come later. Here's where things get even more interesting. I already mentioned that Fan is more trusting than Andre. When you meet him, you immediately get a sense of his deference. He also doesn't like letting people down. It's clear that Mark narrowed in on this right away. Listen to how Mark ends up getting Fan on the hook for even more money.
6: So then Fan asked him, let's tell all of the story. Fan asked him for some reason, without my not knowing that that he will make PR for me, permanent residence. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah, yeah. Um,
6: so basically that's what, what the rest of the story is. But I, he didn't ask nothing me yet. yet. Yeah, not just yet. doing it.
1: After that, Mark starts calling Andre, who at the time had no idea why.
6: He was calling me. It was like two weeks and I didn't really and he asked me for four more hundred, and I told him no. I told him yeah. absolutely no. I will not pay you, man. I do not like whatever it is. You know, you can pay from your half, and if it's approved, I will pay you back four hundred. But then he told me like he will do it. He will pay four hundred for me. He
1: said that. Yeah,
6: but a- what actually happened, Fan? He contacted Fan, and Fan paid four hundred for me. Right? Oh. Okay. That's how he works. That's how he works. Just let me tell you why, because at that time there were a lot of stories that Fan asked him not to tell me. Like he didn't want to make our relationship worse or something. I see. So he's using you. He he realized like Fan doesn't really tell me everything. Mm -hmm. So he can more talk to him, more pressure on him.
1: So Mark found a way to use Fan's kindness against him and convinced him to pay extra for Andre's PR even after Andre told Mark he wasn't willing to pay anymore. Kim and I then ask more about where Mark's been staying. First, they tell us Mark claims the embassy covers his living expenses, including Airbnbs. And he stays in Airbnbs a lot.
6: I saw him Airbnb account recently. Oh, you he did? Showed me, he showed me his history just, just to prove his story. Yeah, What's yeah. It?
1: Because. And it's on his
3: history? Like it says Mark? I didn't like, know
6: because all, all I saw is just a screen. He scrolling with all the with history. It. But it was like in the, per, in the last couple of months, he was like 30 maybe. Oh
1: so my God.
6: 30% of the old days, like out of three months, one mm-hmm. month in total, he is spending in Airbnbs.
1: Andre remembers Mark showing him he had 30 bookings in the last three months. Kim and I then wonder how Mark frames staying with Fan and Andre if he claimed his lodging was covered through work. I,
5: I asked him to come. Fan is really kind. Yeah. Because, you know, I at that time, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't, I just know. trust him. I I just know him that, that that he's working for invasive. So because I feel really, mm-hmm. I want to kind to him Then I asked yeah. him to come. But I didn't know that he's a scammer.
1: Other times, Mark would ask Fan if he could stay. He just
5: told me like uh, he wanted to stay just only three days uh, in my house because uh, at that time, he has no place, and then and then three days he told me, "Oh, I, I still have no place." So mm-hmm. just I just extend that yeah. until one week, and then he left.
1: So um, when was the last time he stayed in your condo? Two
5: last Thursday, two days ago. Holy
1: crap! Two, two. days ago. Okay.
5: Because you know, uh, he just he just left last
1: week. He told the guys that despite his substantial salary and having his living expenses covered by his work, divorce costs were making normal living impossible. Mark also partied with the guys sometimes, and when he did, he'd stay over.
6: I had party we celebrating Independence Day of Ukraine, and it was a time when he was staying like three or four days in, Roy in our place. Yeah. And I was hoping him to, you know, get out, but I kindly offered him to stay with us if he wants. But he had, he he told us he has to go to where? Like, Boteva. Boteva, yeah, for some business, he for job he had. That's why I planned to make a party that day because like, at least he's leaving. Yeah. But he came for the party actually and we had a good time honestly. the after after the party he offered us to go to strip club or something. You know, here at the party we had two two women and one of them had a boyfriend apparently. He was trying to talk to her. She's like twenty years old. He he's he's paying attention to any girl he sees around. Yeah, yeah. when we were in, in Scarborough the, Town Center, yeah, he was checking out everybody. Every girl and then every, like, hey, everybody everybody he the likes the he was like, Oh look at that. Oh <laughs> my god. Even during the conversation, that's all he does. He's just hunting around. Yeah.
1: The guys say Mark. Mark would show off pictures of women he's been with in the past.
6: He showed a lot of pictures from different countries. Oh, yeah?
1: Different women. Because he yeah. likes
6: women, it's mm-hmm. obvious yeah. he showed a lot of women. Naked
1: women? Yeah.
6: As well, but yeah. mostly like a lot of, you know, he's like trophies, like this country, that yeah. country. Basically one night stands usually, but like yeah. he just talks, like he talks about them like a the trophies. He can describe like what kind of woman she was.
1: Mark was a big fan of Tinder. He even brought a woman over to stay the night at Van and Andre's. Her name was Tracy.
5: It's, it's probably 2 or 3 a.m. he called me and then he told me like uh, tra- uh because it's midnight so TTC is stuck because Tracy's lives so far so uh, he asked me like oh can I pre- bring Tracy to, to you to, to my place mm-hmm. and then I said oh okay 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 and then he, he just bring Tracy to go there because uh, at that time it, it's my first time meet meet yeah. her yeah That's Mark told me she's a pilot she flew with uh, Cathay Pacific I didn't talk to Tracy so much because mm-hmm. it's, it's very late and at that time I'm very tired. I'm very like want to sleep yeah. and, then, and then they he just b- brought tra- Tracy to, to my room and then he, he kicked me
6: out uh, in the living room.
1: The guys recall a bunch of small details about Mark.
6: He likes yeah. coffee. He drinks every morning. Mm-hmm. He showed us pictures of, <laughs> of a sailboat? boat he had before. Yeah. There a... were two jet skis in the very end. Yeah. So he um, he yeah. loves motorcycles. Yeah. He showed us Harley Davidson he has in Vietnam. Yeah. He's planning to buy one here, that's what he said.
1: They tell us about his vices, too.
6: You know so that's what, that's what I just realized? Mark never drinks beer. Never. He drank a lot, but, like, he drinks black you... rum. He drinks different alcohol, but he told us. Because I offered him beer so many times, he never even took a smell of it. He told us he's getting really aggressive out of you when I got my work committee approved i called him to sank. To I think he was under drugs at the time because his voice was just oh, yeah. yeah like yeah.
1: weed drugs or no 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 harder. like hard drugs. Yeah. Hard yeah. drugs. Yeah.
6: He also told he has brother so yeah. addicted to drugs.
1: Oh, oh no well, now it's a brother because his, his sister, he killed his sister
3: off in the last story. So yeah, now he's just killing everybody He's off. just killing all his family <laughs> members off. Oh my God.
1: Mark also apparently had health problems while he was with the guys, as per his usual MO. Like also, get he,
6: he met Mark in the hospital. You
1: met Mark in the hospital?
6: Yeah, but just
5: outside because mm-hmm. he, he called me like, oh, just waiting outside. I'm from the hospital and then I came here. Yeah, I just wait outside. But I didn't get the inside because that COVID. Why me. did he, he see in the hospital?
4: Band on, him yeah, on
5: Yeah, Because yeah, he, has, he said he was sick. Oh, he he has a picture. He showed me his picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: this could a be a previous. This could be a previous, previous one. We're not too sure. Like, let, can you see hair on
6: this face? Because he's he wearing a mask.
1: So uh, it would be more recent.
6: Yeah, I, I it guess.
1: would be more recent because he's Cause got Mayor a mask on. on. So, yeah, I think
6: he's staying around the hospital in that area somewhere. Because I don't know for real reason he's in hospital, but apparently he's actually has some problems. His Crohn's?
1: Head. Did, he, Did tell he, you he had Crohn's?
6: No, only thing, kidney stones. Kidney stones. Yeah, kidney
3: stones. That's a new one. New. So it's usually chest pain or Crohn's disease. So that's a new one, kidney stones.
1: The ladies have been able to determine that Marcel often hops between hospitals, even when in the same city. As a nurse, Kim says, you just don't do that because normally you're after consistency of care. The ladies wonder whether he's after drugs, but they can't be sure because those records are private. Overall, Andre says that Mark is really good at what he does.
6: I don't know how come, but he's very strict to his story. Like he's really, he really knows he's play good. I don't know he yeah. plays the role amazingly. Even when we were at a party, like he was really drunk, but he's still like, you know, he he keeps is his story good. so perfectly yeah, yeah. nothing evil. Yeah. Like all the plans he has, he always knows about yeah. them, even though they're not real.
1: So we asked the guys how they eventually came to realize who Mark really is. Andre always had his suspicions. But for Fan, it was only after broken promise after broken promise. He never did get that interview at Coke. And it totally screwed him over at school. He usually uh-huh.
5: promised me like I can get a job in Coca Cola, and then you know I, until right now I didn't get any uh, interview. And then you know my college keep asking me about a uh, co-op, and then right now I'm stuck. I really stuck. Every time he promised to me like uh, I have an interview, uh-huh. and then you know, at that time he just find the reason like to cancel my interview. He showed me the text from Tony because I don't know is Tony real or not. But yeah. um, okay, but, but he but he showed me the text from Tony from Coca Cola.
1: Hi Mark, I'm so sorry to, to inform you that. that I I will not be able to have our meeting with you and Fan as I have a family medical emergency in Montreal. It's I deeply apologize, emergency. but family comes first. I might have to reschedule yeah. Fan interview uh, as well you, as I'm not sure how, us, how long I will be in Montreal. Know. There were also a few other red flags that stood out to Fan.
5: He, he, he spent one week uh, to, to, to live in my condo last week mm-hmm. and then last Thursday. Well, in the morning, we got well, Andrew um, going to work, and then I still uh, sleep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he he calls me, and then he told me, "Oh, Fan, um, can can you please give me um, to to stay in in, in my condo like mm-hmm. one more one more day? Because right now I still have no place. I feel really don't like it, but I can't say no. Yeah, you can't say no. I can't say no." Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in my part of my heart, I don't like it because I know Andrew, he doesn't like it, but I can't say no to him. I told him, okay, Mark, you can come, but I'm, but I think Andrew, he, he doesn't like it. And then, and then he, he told me like, oh, just, just only one night. I, uh, just only one night. And then I talked to Andrew and then I, I told Mark like, okay, you, you can come then uh, at that day he, he just came for a couple of few minutes and then he just left his bag out there and then he gone away.
1: Fan then meets Mark and Andre at an Asian restaurant down the street. While he was at the restaurant, Fan was fighting a nagging feeling that something wasn't right. He calls one of his friends from the restaurant washroom.
5: I have one friend, he's Vietnamese too. He yeah. he used to talk to him and then I I told to him like okay, um, I need to talk to you because I feel very weird about Mark. Mm-hmm. And then and then you know at that day we worked in the restaurant and then we tried to talk. Okay. First thing I I really like I really feel weird about him because if he worked for in- 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 Inbasi Invasive, yeah. because um I know people who work for Invesi, he, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to show he he, he they, they don't really want to tell people like yeah. oh I'm work for Invesi, <laughs> but this guy he meet everybody like my aunt in here my broker in here and then he just say like oh I work for Invesi, that's why I feel very weird about that. The second thing if if he worked for invasi he was born in Canada but he has no house no place no car always borrow money from me I yeah. think that's why I feel really weird and then the third the third thing he promised me anything but I didn't see it yes, yes. I didn't see any conclusion A- anytime he just promised me and then he told me oh you have to wait you have to keep patient I share any kind of story to my friend from mm-hmm. Vietnam and then he told me okay fan you have to leave uh, you have to come home early because he still uh, uh, he still here. He's um, he, at the restaurant. And then when when I came to my home, I I video called that friend, and then he and then I told him okay, he left the bag in here.
1: Fan tells us that Mark never left his backpack unattended whenever he was over.
5: When when he when he was living mm-hmm. in my room. When he goes to the washroom, he just take the bag in there, and then I just told him, "Hey, why oh you take, why why you take the bag in there? You just take the clothes in there. Why you take the whole big bag in, in my washroom? You just only take the shower for yeah. like five minutes."
1: With some encouragement from his friend. Fan takes action.
5: Uh, And then uh, that friend told me, okay, try to find the the ID, the piece of ID or Mm driver's license or anything. And then took a picture. And then at that time, my Mm -hmm. friend told me, uh, okay, try to try to find the ID. And then luckily, I found the passport.
1: Fan takes a picture of the passport. His friend then Googles the name on it. Marcel-André Vautour.
5: That guy in, in that, uh, he looked up that name on Google and, oh God, then, and then, then he, found, and then he found oh my God, fan, you have to trust me. This. Oh my God, a lot of criminal history in here. And then I tried to Google on that time again, oh my God, I, he lied to me, everything he lied to me. And then, you know, Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he just came home, and I said, "Oh my God, I, 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 I hey, 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 oh. I, 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 I have to, I, I, have to put the passport in, uh, in his bag." He just, he just knocked the door, and the fan opened the door for me, and then, okay, I just wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I, I set up everything. I just, I, I just normal. And you're
1: acting normal. Yeah, but
5: well, you know, I acting normal. But inside my body, I'm very scared about of that. Of course. I couldn't sleep whole night, and then I text to Andrew like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, Andrew, you have to trust me."
1: Fan says there were other things in the bag he did not expect.
5: He was looking for a passport in his bag. He found it. 20 credit cards. Yeah, like a bunch of credit cards, but it seems
6: like it's not on his name. Not in his name. Yeah.
1: As we're sitting there at the Starbucks, Marcel is texting Fan, and he's not happy.
6: He was laid off very recently, what uh, he told us, because okay. of Fan. Because of his, he's always taking him somewhere. He's asking him to go for a party. We asked was, was yeah. him he buying him. A party here, he took him to give his cell phone back, and yeah. like all these stories he he made against it. Yeah, he him. So tried to blame like, me. everything is I'm my laid fault. off because of you, because you take me there. I'm working, I can't, my schedule, like I have So he's fits. trying
1: to guilt trip you yeah. into exactly. believing it's yeah. your fault that he's laid so off. Now, so now have he's in this shitty him. position. Now, now you, you, you gotta to to help us. He no Mark is now putting pressure on Fan to pay him the rest of the money for the work he and Mike supposedly did to secure Fan and Andre's permanent residencies which have not even been approved. The guys are trying to stall. They've told Mark Fan's mom was hesitant about transferring the money, but now is having issues at the bank. Kim and I are hoping to coordinate a sting, where Mark will show up at Fan's to pick up the rest of the money, at the same time that we get the police to intercept. But the whole situation is so complicated. Remember, we can't just walk into a police station. And legally, we actually have no idea what to do. Kim's arranged a call with a police contact in southern Ontario to ask for advice. We're now exchanging information with Fan. He's sending us Mark's messages, pictures, emails... And other evidence from his phone.
6: How long is it going to take to get the documents for you? Because you yeah. have a bit stressed relationship now. He's waiting for money. I know. Yeah. You're yeah. 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 procrastinating the deadline. What, what
1: we're are... doing is we're talking to a police officer right today. After t- yeah. After yeah after at 1 p.m. So we'll be yeah. able to find out more of what their recommendation is for like how to move forward. Yeah. Like, because we have to be careful that we're not doing like an
3: entrapment or they can't use that in court. Like, if we entrap him. But what's interesting here is that he's got money from you mm-hmm. in the way that he has got money from you. He was
6: pretending to be a government decision. Yes, that's
1: right. big. That's huge. Maybe if there's any, like any text messages from him yeah. saying I work for the embassy or yeah. yeah like if there's any I,
6: recorded, other... I recorded our conversation it's like a bit more than one hour, it's a very recent one. Good for you. It, it was all about the PR and work permits.
1: This was huge. Through Andre and Fan's quick thinking, we now have Marcel on tape pretending to be a Canadian embassy officer. Literally in the process of conning these guys, it had to be worth something to the cops. Before we move on to what happens next, I want to play you some of that secret recording. It really brings to life Marcel's duplicity, his commitment to his lies, and his desperation. So it's Mark, Fan, and Andre on this recording. Here's Mark trying to convince Van not to cancel his permanent residency application and to pay him back for the work that he and Mike already supposedly put in to securing it. All this for $2,400.
6: Yeah,
0: because fuck, you're all, you're all, you're, you guys are all there, you just have to wait. You're all ready to get it legally, normally, without any, without any issues that if we turn around and cancel... And November comes, he might not get it depending on what the safe circumstances are going to be in the near future because we don't know about the
6: coronavirus. So. Well, well that's a thing I don't understand. We well, understand, you... but anyway, like, this, the, the fact that you asked my PR for me when I didn't ask for that, that's what I don't like.
0: So, you understand that PR is not just... One thousand or eighteen hundred or two thousand. Much, much, much is
6: more. It's like five to ten, man. Five to
0: ten. <laughs> that's 000. what you told me. Once. But that's that's what they charge in between five to ten thousand, right? So for me, because I know you 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 guys were students and don't have a lot of money, what I decided to do, which I told you, was to work Mike's hours. I don't know if you understand that part. Yeah? I understand. So I had to work sixteen point five hours for Mike. Mike makes forty two fifty an hour. Alright, so basically when I work for Mike, it's like I'm working for free for, for you, basically. So Mike Mike said there was a balance of twenty four, twenty four hundred with the four hundred. There was twenty four hundred there's still a twenty four hundred dollar balance now. So I thought it was twenty six but it was twenty four. So me, I was doing that as a favor for you, for later on, when you get PR, you could have paid me back in 2000, it would have been okay, because everybody would have been settled, that's, that's fine, so I'll work my tower. But with, with the whole divorce, my lawyers, yeah. um, finding you uh, a job for your co-op,
1: uh,
0: my life in general. A lot of pressure you're creating for Mark, basically. It's a lot, lot on my plate, you know, like, don't take me wrong, but it's a lot.
1: Listen to how ridiculously detailed his explanations are, and how matter-of-fact he is in what he's saying.
0: A lot of things that I don't, I I don't really need in my life because when, when we apply for, when we do PR for someone, this is how it works. The guy comes, or the girl, I want to get PR, they pay. They wait, they get, and nothing is said, nothing, they just, everything is done, and there's no pressure. They just wait, you know, some people, and and in Vietnam, you can check in Vietnam, you can call in Vietnam and ask many people to get PR in Vietnam. If they're in Vietnam coming to Canada, it's in between 50 to 80,000 US. You can ask anybody, anybody, that's what they pay. Here in Canada, because you are always in Canada, it's less. 5,000 to 10,000. In India, it's 50,000 plus. LMIA is 80,000 off the bat. You will pay (laughs) 80,000. So, Mike Mike thinks like this Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this (laughs) for almost nothing while I could just get one person uh, uh, from India and make 50,000? So then I said to Mike, no, he's a friend. Uh, give him a cheaper price, he's one of my friends, remember? He's considered, you know, close to family. So me, he says, well, work my hours. If they don't have the money, there's there's a balance of 2,400 left. Work my hours to come up, to work, to, to come up with the 2,400. Okay. So okay. I said, okay. So I started working his hours. So I worked 16 and a half hours until my boss caught me with Mike's computer, logged in under Mike's name. So when, when my boss seen that and the whole cancellation of the phone, it, it, it triggered them, you know? Like, why are you working Mike's fall or Mike's name?
1: And remember how Fan told us that Mark blames being laid off on him? Here's the logic behind that one.
0: And I had to come up with a story in my head. I can't say, well, it's for fun, you know? So I had to come up with a story to them to say, Okay, listen, so me and Mike, that's why I had to talk to Mike right away. I had to call my co-worker to see where Mike was so nobody would know. I had no phone. I could not contact my co-workers. I could not tell them, yo, I'm not at work right now, but go to my computer. I'll give you my password and log in. So they know that I'm logged in at least, but I was 45 minutes late because you had... At the beginning, when we went to get the phone, fund, you said, don't worry, can I put it on my name? I said, I only need it for two weeks, remember? Okay, it hasn't been two weeks. I'm just wondering why, why the decision changed so much quick. Be honest, you know, you can, we can be all honest, we're friends, you know?
1: You'll notice Andre's playing along here, sort of being Mark's hype man to make him feel like someone's on his side. Listen to how much pressure Mark is putting on Fan.
6: Mark, that's so, such a lot for you. As
5: I told you, I'm just afraid something happened like your, your credit like, um, is getting wrong or something and then the money can't pay them and then they're going to find me because it's undermining. Do, do you understand?
0: Well, you have to say that from the very beginning because I would have never got the phone. But for me, it created a whole pack of worms. It created a lot of problems, you know, like and then my boss, came to me and give me a written report. And he looked at me, he says, uh, two weeks, no pay. Um, and he reprimanded, you have to go to, I have to go in front of a board now to fight my case, to keep my job. And, and I've never in 21 years had this issue at all, which is hard for me. It's very hard. When this all happened, Mike, and he said, you can't work for me anymore, just tell them, tell them to pay me. But you guys can't. Because you don't have the capital, yeah. you know. No, you no told no me money. you don't have the money to really? pay. Talked to Mike last night. He's like, "Yo, bro, I, I worked for that man." He's like, "Because I told him, I said the only option but he got his thousand already." Right. I said the only option there is is to cancel or pay up the twenty four hundred. And you know, he told me he's like, "Yo, I worked, I got it done. I don't know why this is happening though." So me is creating conflicts with him mm-hmm. for
7: future.
1: Here's Mark again, keeping meticulous records of completely made-up figures, just like we saw with Jody. Listen to the conviction and the sleaze.
0: So when I calculated everything, so if you if you go 16.5 times 4250, 700 bucks. So wow. basically, basically I'm telling you how much I lost, okay? Plus Seventy for the SIM card that I had to go buy because of the phone. There's so much. There's probably eight hundred dollars that I worked for nothing, that I lost, Generous son. And, and everybody works for money. You, you you work for money. You work for money. I work for money. You know we all need money to live. Two days ago, remember when in September I had to I called you and I said I have to go to the bank because I
6: have to pay my credit thirty percent twenty nine point ninety
0: nine. credit <laughs> card. Twenty-nine percent, do you understand? Twenty nine percent. Okay, so twenty-nine percent of two thousand is a lot of fucking money at the end of the month I have to pay back. So me, I was like, Holy shit, what do I do now? 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 What do we do now? So I just went and like I told you, I have to pay money because you didn't have the money to pay money, right? You told me I only had eighty dollars in my account, right? So I had to turn around, take my time from work, go to the bank on my break. Take money, go meet Mike, give Mike the money, go back to work, no break. You know what I mean? It happens a lot. So I take a lot of time for you Fun.
1: And here's Mark trying to make Fan feel bad for following up on the Coke job he promised him through his CEO friend, Tony.
0: It's a lot of time and, and a lot of pressure. And, and with Tony, I can't guarantee that you're gonna have the job with Tony because I don't fucking know. I can't twist Tony's arm like this and say, fucking hurt, fine. I understand. No, but I can't. I, I'm trying, but I called him so many times. You just have to realize no job for you, okay? Unfortunately. He tried his best, but. I called him like almost every second day while his mom was dying in the hospital. If your mom, okay, so an example. If your mom was in the hospital with COVID dying in ICU, would you care about somebody that wants a job at your work? I guess no. Well, that's how he feels. So I, I, you know, he tells me, yeah, I'll be there on Thursday, but I'm not sure because you know I have to deal with my mom. Uh, I'm sorry, it's I'm so sorry. To tell, no, no, it's not okay because I need it for you to understand first. And then I talk to him, and then he, he you know, he, he makes me feel like I'm a fucking idiot because I know what's going on. I know his mom is dying, so I would not call him every two days, you know. <laughs> but but you ask him. So. But you ask him, and me, you know, because I have a nice heart, I do it. Do you understand? But at the end, it makes me look like a fool because he's like, why the fuck are you calling me all the time? So when you asked me yesterday or the day before to call him, I called him, did not answer. No text for a whole day and a half. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a lot of things that, that, that need to be resolved and I'm not saying this maliciously at all.
1: Next, he tries to convince Van he's giving him the deal of a lifetime.
0: Is the money part bothering you? I need to know what's bothering him I could, so I can resolve it. Just,
5: it's just like, um, I don't have enough money to do it in PR. Because at the first time you told me like just only 800. PR, you
0: can't get it for a thousand dollars. I, I
5: know, bucks. but because at the first time you told me that. Uh,
0: I, I, I know, but the work permit, I, thousand bucks.
5: I, I got
0: you. With PR? No, there's nobody that would do it for that price. No, but there's only one person I know that does it, it's Mike. But nobody would, everybody would be applying for PR. Yeah, if you calculate it. He worked 200 bucks just to make your phone, And then he only charges 1,000, so he only makes 800. He's gonna say, fuck that, get the guy from India. It doesn't make sense. So that's why I knew you had no money. I asked you that, I said, I know you don't have money for PR, so what I'll do? I'll work Mike's hours and then we can settle it right after. That's what I told you from the beginning. That's why I worked Mike's hours, remember? If the PR costs maybe 10,000, maybe I
5: can't handle that. I'm sorry.
0: It's not. You, the balance owing is 2,400 bucks. That's it. What's owing now is 2,400. The 400 for Angie and the 2,000 for PR. That's it. Because it's 2,400 altogether. Do you understand? So if I would count the hours that I work for Mike, which comes up to $800, you know, with the SIM card and all the bullshit that happened with the, the phone, then it wouldn't be 2400 It would be 3200 But I don't count that. Because what's done is done.
1: Mark even asked to talk to Fan's mom.
0: That's why I wanted to talk to your mom, because to explain the situation to your mom that I had to work for Mike to cover you. So it doesn't cost you right away because you told me I don't have money in the
1: And the guilt trip continues, as do the fake figures.
0: So me now, now that I can't work for Mike, two days ago, I had to go to my bank and give him money. So that money I needed for me to live. Because my paycheck wasn't that great because I had the hospital and then I came here for four days. And then I four or five days, Another. I went two times in the hospital, another six days in the hospital, four days in the hospital, six days in the hospital. That's 10 days out of the month, plus another three, that's 13, plus two days out, that's 15, 15 days. So I only worked half my salary. I only worked for 15 days. So 15 days, I get 9,700 a month divided in two. I got a check for 4,300, 4,400. I only got half my check, and then I had to give 2,000 to Mike, for you.
1: And here's Mark lecturing Fan on how to be a good friend. It's wild.
0: I I totally know you you have a really good heart, buddy. You're a really good person. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that people, some people, because it might have, it might, it might, something might happen in in the near future that you know, uh, like especially with your friends or coworkers, that you have to be careful not to ask them too much because it can be very stressful for them, you know? And for me, it's a little bit stressful, to be honest. Like, I'm very stressed, I'm super stressed right now. Because I'm doing a lot for you that I shouldn't even be doing. You know what I mean? You're just, uh, friends are just friends.
6: But the constant, constant, like, like PR, like basically the PR, the job, everything that's on the phone right now, you're just creating more problems, So right? well, For me,
0: it's like yeah. everything is coming at me like this, bang, bang, bang. But I have still my own issues and myself, my own problems at work, you know, my life, uh, my condo I can't fucking sell, I need to buy something here. Sometimes you, you have to put yourself in other people's shoes, you know, before. Bothering them. Do you know what I mean? It's not me, no. It's not me what I'm saying. We're friends. If we can't say what we truly feel as friends, not good, man. Vietnam, they have a different way, right? Okay, don't get me wrong, but in Vietnam, they, Vietnamese people have a different way of- um, Communication. Yes. Interaction. Interaction with people, communication. You know, it's always, uh, oh, yeah, I invite you for coffee because you're white and I want to have a business deal with you. <laughs> That's how it works in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Not here. Here, it's the same as Ukraine. I invite you because you're my friend. There's no business here Sorry, But
5: I never do that, I never do that
0: No, I know, but you make me feel sometimes Sometimes you make me feel like that You know what I mean? Because uh, I just woke up two minutes ago And you still ask me uh, the first thing mm-hmm. So Tony is going to be Do you know what I mean? And I'm not even I don't have a quarter of my coffee finished yet It's just for me. for me For me, it's like I hope that Tony comes through because I've worked so much for this shit to happen but I can't guarantee because he is his own person do you know what I mean I'm trying so fucking hard your intentions were good you have good intentions I think you have to communicate more with people prior when it comes to their life yeah basically no joke it's true super super stressed super super stressed lawyer Time condo. I can keep going. Huh? Job. Fucking asshole of a boss. It checks on my shoulder every day.
1: At this point, even though Fan knows that he and Andre are secretly recording, you can feel the pressure getting to him. Listen to how Mark tries to work Fan to do his bidding.
0: Okay, my up. I don't let your mind blow up, Fan. Yeah.
6: It's really easy. It's pretty easy. Okay, thinking needs time now.
5: But I need time. Mm-hmm. I need time to focus. But
6: on. did you understand everything? That's important. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. You have to think everything. Go get a coffee, sit somewhere by yourself, think about yeah, everything. But
5: it's so hard for me to make a decision, right? It's like, do I still. Should I still keep about PR, right? Now?
6: But
0: if you explain it correctly to your mom, I think she would understand. I want you to keep PR. To be honest, because where we're at, right we now, already we're, paid we're, like that. You're already, see. you're already there. You're gonna get PR. You're already there. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, if you want to cancel, that's fine. It's gonna create a little bit of issues for me. But you're already <laughs> there. I know it's a lot of, it's a lot of stress. But you know how you're feeling right now. Your mind's gonna blow. I feel like that every day. Let's take a break. The hard conversation. Yeah? It is, it is, Higher because than. it needs to be settled and it, it, I think it's normal between friends that things are said truly and mm-hmm. upfront and right there. Now it's it, it's affecting me personally, so we just need to deal in a different way. If it's the problem of you finding 2,000 for your PR, maybe in installments, I guess. Don't take this wrong, Fana. It's just so hard for me to make a decision. There's not really a decision to make because the PRs fucking almost there.
5: Do you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't scare. I just feel
5: stressed. <laughs> but I need time. I need a couple of days to, to think about it. Yeah. yeah, And then, yeah, I will, I will text you later. <laughs> because, you know, right now, I'm also stuck. I don't have a job, so my, my
6: money also running out.
1: Andre thinks Mark was taking pleasure in the deception.
6: The very last conversation we had, he was like, really, like he was enjoying having really? this conversation. Yeah. He enjoys, you know, that we are, like, so stupid.
1: And for Fan, the whole thing affected him on a deep level.
5: You know, I, I, at that day when I realized that uh, he's a scammer, yesterday I, I also crying. I was crying yesterday.
1: You were crying? Yeah. you, <laughs> you yeah. actually saw that. Yeah. We've heard so many stories about Marcel's schemes by this point, but this rare-in-the-moment glimpse really demonstrates how Marcel operates and the callousness of his cons. Kim and I are now thinking this might be the smoking gun. At this point, we start to piece together our next steps. Although Kim and I have a call with the police soon, we know the guys need a way to hold Mark at bay for a little while longer. Here's what Fan has told Mark so far.
5: Two days ago, he, he, he asked me to, re, he, he asked NG3 to remind me. And then I, I told him, OK, my mom right now, I asked my mom already. And then she's going to transfer money um, to my bank accounts. But because to, today is Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. so the bank doesn't work. But it, it, it will be um, come to my bank account maybe uh, on Monday or Tuesday.
1: We realize, though, that Mark is expecting the usual e-transfer. So really, he has no reason to meet Fan in person, which means we won't be able to catch him because once he has the money, he'll disappear. Here we are brainstorming. What about for, is there any reason that he would have to come over if you asked him, like, for a favor or something? Like, what, what could you need from him?
5: Like, usually uh, he, he told me, like, he has no place, no food, no nowhere to live. And then I asked, uh, I usually told told him, like, oh, if you still didn't find a place, so you can't come here until you can f- find a new place. But yeah. right now he has a place. Do you, uh, do you
3: like make a lot of Vietnamese food because I know he likes Vietnamese food. Yeah,
5: usually I met a lot of Vietnamese and then when I make and then I just take a picture, I send it to him and then then, then I ask him to come and then I I can share to him. But you know, sometimes he comes, sometimes he doesn't.
1: As we're strategizing, Fan gets another text from Mark. Okay, I will show you my text. Fan, do you think that your mom is going to do the deposit and that I will get on Monday, as Mike is asking me. Also, I'm not working for two weeks, and I'm a bit worried that I won't have anything to eat. I have $50 left. Fan reiterates the same message to Mark that the money is coming. We tell him to play it cool. He tells Mark that there's some sort of issue at the bank, but the transfer should be happening in the next couple of business days. Kim, Evan, and I say bye to Fan and Andre. I drop Evan off, and then Kim and I head over to her hotel. She's made plans to meet with a friend for lunch who she thinks could be our muscle if we need to do a citizen's arrest. As we're driving, she calls her cop connection. He tells her we need to contact a detective who is working in Van and Andre's area, so that's what we do. Here's that call and an inside look at what it's like trying to make headway on this case.
3: Oh hi, I was wondering if I could please speak to a detective. Okay, perfect. I'm I'm speaking with an actual detective? Okay. Um, What I uh, am calling you about is, uh, just to introduce who I am, my name is Kim, and I am out from BC. I flew in a couple days ago. I have been trying to catch a criminal for about two and a half years now, and we got a lead on him on Friday uh, from two people that are being defrauded as we speak. I, I just met with these two guys, so this guy, if you need his name, the criminal we're talking about, he's got warrants and all, a bunch of different provinces and right now he's in the middle of pretending that he's a Canadian embassy worker getting to the point where it's been two and a half years I've been putting my my money and my hard work and tears into this and that's why we're going to the media because we need to get him stopped he's like we, we have a hotline we, we've been in Chatelaine magazine we've been in Reader's Digest we've been on CB, CTV uh, TV and CBC radio We've got production companies wanting to have us um, and we're working exclusively right now with a production company out of Toronto to help us get some media coverage because nothing is happening we are, and we just want, we just, we feel like we've got a big break right now and the fact that this is not a he said, she said, we've got evidence and the fact that these guys are doing something like, you know, he's impersonating a worker at the embassy, he even brought the guy into an office with a badge and everything. Marcel-Andre Vittor date of birth is September 25th, 1975. I would love to give him a nice birthday present, really, in September, two weeks away. Because what, like I said, the window of opportunity is only in the next 48 hours, or we're going to be losing, we're going to lose him again. Okay, so what's happening? So we have to get them to call.
1: The detective gives Kim the number for the radio room, where Fan and Andre need to call to file their police reports. After that... We immediately call them. So you're going to be calling the Scarborough
3: District 43 is what you're calling.
2: Scarborough?
3: And you're going to want to talk to the radio room.
2: Radio room.
3: And that's where you file a report. We need you guys to file a report because they can't do anything without a police report.
5: Oh, okay. So remember I said to you... Do you want me to go right now or no? No,
3: wait till you're both there together. File your report together, okay? What you're going to do is let them know that You have a criminal that is trying to defraud you and even extortion. Yes, sir, I will, I will. I told the police officer, the detective, that if we don't get him in the next 48 hours, he's going to take off where he's going to change his phone number and we won't see him again and we need to get him. So because of what I told him about him impersonating a Canadian embassy officer or working there, that he's trying to get you guys um, uh, permanent residence and he's trying to essentially extort money from you, by fraud, Mm
1: -hmm. Um, this is is huge. Kim and I decide it's best if we're there with Fan and Andre when they file a report, in case there's any issues and because of the language barrier. Since she's got that lunchtime appointment, I rush over. This time, I meet them at their apartment. Andre calls the radio room to fill them in and file a report. He's told it might take hours for an officer to show up to take their statements. Me, Fan, and Andre decide to reach back out to the detective Kim spoke with earlier and see if we can get him to escalate the report, given that Marcel could disappear at any moment. Here's that call. Oh, and it's fresh hell trying to use the automated police line.
7: If you know the of the person you're trying to reach, please dial it now.
1: This isn't
7: the name of the person you're trying to reach. Fan to this call, press nine. There are nine matching names. Rob... Cat extension. No!
4: No! Yes! yes. Okay. transferring
2: okay. to. Cat extension.
6: Let's around. Yeah hello um, I my name is Andre and I think you talked today to Kim Nicholson she's one of victims of yeah. she's one of the victims of this camera and actually I called the police uh, because we yeah. want to file a report on him but the thing is that it's gonna take like a couple of hours probably for them to come because they don't know when so yeah, I don't know if you can if you can if you would be so kind to influence on that somehow so we can talk to them as soon as possible I would be so kind of what? to like to speed up the process maybe you can send uh, no, pol- I- no, there's, there's no way
7: to speed up the process. Okay, I understand. It's trying difficult situation for you, but I mean, the unfortunate reality is, is, Toronto is a massive city, and and there's a lot in the news lately, but there's a lot of very serious crimes going on. We have to prioritize based on sort of personal safety, right? So when an officer is available, they will certainly attend. But I can't give you, you know, an estimated time of arrival or, or tell we you okay. Much, okay. or tell an officer to go there now. It doesn't work that way.
1: We wait hours for the officer to show up. Our initial call was in the early afternoon, and when the officer arrives, it's dark already. Definitely after 8 p.m. After the whole thing is done, we're all stunned and emotionally exhausted. It felt clinical and condescending. Here's me recounting what happened to Evan later that night. Oh, and excuse the squeaks. Our dog is obsessed with his rubber ball. Yes, he speaks to Fan, he speaks to Andre, he goes back to Fan, he says, what made you decide to Google him?
7: Why is that important?
1: I don't know, but he asks him. And then he said, well, because he keep kept he keep making it promises, felt it felt unnatural, etc., etc. Yeah. What did you find when you Googled him? He said, okay, I found these articles. He's like, which ones? He's like, uh, I found the CBC article. And I had my iPad out just because I knew that this might happen. So uh, he went to the... Um, exact CBC article and he wrote down a date for the article and he wrote down the information of the article. He's like, what does this article say? Unanswered. so Fan said that he is a criminal and da 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 da. And then I was like, officer, if you like, I could provide you the context. I'm like, I'm just here. I'm gonna, I can get the uh, main victim, one of the victims on the phone. I was like, I'm a documentary producer um, and I'm working with the victims Uh, on a podcast and video documentary so then he starts asking me questions about my relationship to the women and i'm just like i'm a documentary producer i was like i've been working with them on the case we've been putting together information for many months i'm like so i'm here because one of the victims kim has flown in from uh, british columbia because this is the closest they've come in years after he's uh, and I put it really eloquently in the moment, but I was like, he's devastated the lives of over 12 women and countless other victims. Um, and he's like writing down exactly what I'm saying, different types of fraud that he's involved in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He just wanted a high level overview because he kept telling us there's more important stuff that's happening right now. He's like, I, I just want to get this information and get out. What's interesting, but not really surprising, is how the officer changed his tone when he heard I was producing a show. So first he's like, I want to get out. I want to get this information as fast as possible because I have another case. The detective can deal with it. But then when he heard that I was a documentary producer, he goes, I I just, I was going to say that I just want to get this done as fast as possible so I can call the detective who is working on this case so that he could have all the information. So then as he's leaving, so he gets all this information, he goes, I'm going to call the detective. This is my goal. Hopefully detective is not off his shift yet and Fan, tomorrow if for some reason he drops in and you know the detective doesn't get a hold of you like maybe he, he even said he's like maybe march? march he's like maybe detective the detective will want to um do a sting a, he didn't use that word but he said you know set him up i don't know i'm just the officer who he reports this uh he's like he'll get in touch with you guys um like you and kim so then he goes if for some reason he shows up here this is the number you call and they'll send an officer so then he leaves he turns to me and he goes thank you so much for your work thank you for being a documentary producer and helping with their case and he shakes my hand yeah because he's so scared about the media eyes on him What the heck? so here's where the real kicker comes in on my drive home, I get a phone call from the reporting officer. He's like, I, hi, I'm calling you. Uh, I know you're a documentary producer. This is a confidential call. You're not allowed to record it. I was like, okay, I'm driving anyway. Like, I can't record it right now. I was like, no problem. He's like, I just want to let you know I spoke with a detective and he said, he said that uh, the women have to get a Canada-wide warrant. I'm like yeah no fucking no sure, fucking yeah. way. I was like he's like yeah you go to the Supreme Court and you get a candidate. oh you just go to the supreme yeah. he's like tell them to get a lawyer for this and there's enough information there to get a Canada wide warrant. I'm like officer they've been trying to do that for years. Yeah. Years. Um short of that he's like realistically tomorrow he would be picked up. Let's say they investigate um and then he's like go you know, a few days later or detained, and maybe he's fined. And then it's a matter of like civil court. I was like, but there's two, there's three warrants. He's like, I know I see those. He's like, but unfortunately they're not in Ontario. He's like, that's why you need the Canada wide. I was like, really? Hmm. You don't say. And then he goes like, if he's got those credit cards that are not in his name in his bag and they get his bag, you know, that's another story. Maybe there's more grounds. They'll do more investigations. I was like, okay, so if, but if for some reason he does show up tomorrow at Fan's house and Fan is concerned for his safety, he's like, Fan is concerned for his safety? I was like, well, probably. I mean, yeah, he told us that. He's like, wait, he never told me that. I was like, I don't know. I'm just saying, I know that to me, he was concerned for his safety. I would
0: say like, well, if you think about it. This guy is uh, running a con. That's what I you be exactly. That the person who's been lying to you, when they realize that you know the truth, yeah, might do something dangerous. Yes, like, isn't this pretty obvious? Exactly. Officer?
1: He's like, yes. Yeah, so even if he tells the officer, then that they have to assess it at the moment. It depends on the officer. I was like, okay, but officer, so that number you gave us, Van calls it. If this person comes to his house, and the police are going to be there immediately. He's like, well, I can't say immediately. He's like, it depends on who's on duty and what. Takes precedence. I was like, "So you guys might not show up for hours, like today." And he's like, "Uh, I not 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 for hours, but I don't know. There could be a shooting." I was like, "Okay, think about where you're leaving this kid." Yeah. So, anyways, he said it's all up to the person on duty tomorrow. Like I'll tell Dan tomorrow if he is te- showing up. He has to call the police then and say he's concerned for his safety, and then they'll escalate it.
0: Yeah. I mean, but will they escalate it the right way? Because the thing is, is like we need multiple things here, right? So let's say he comes there empty-handed and he goes, I'm afraid for my life. Please, please show up. The entire sting in his bus is blown. Like, mm-hmm. Fan is made at this point. So it's over with those guys. And then if he doesn't have his bag or doesn't have anything else mm-hmm. that could be verified beforehand, mm-hmm. then he, like, he's,
7: like he's exactly like he said, it's a catch and release.
1: The detective also tells the reporting officer that the file is being transferred to the fraud office. The next day, Fan calls Kim, Evan, and I while we're in the car. Mark has been texting him, and he's getting impatient.
5: He he told me yeah. he, he just text me. Um, uh, tomorrow is holiday, so I asked him, Hey, it's holiday, you can come to visit us. And then and then he told me, Okay, I, I would think about that. I might uh, uh he might uh to go visit me, but I'm still not sure because he he told me like um like he, he wanted to do the laundry, and then I told, Oh, just come to my place, visit us, and then uh, and, and do the laundry in my house. So he he told me, Okay, <laughs> so. Oh my- Maybe, maybe tomorrow he might come to us, but I'm still not sure, but he might.
1: Okay. Okay, that's good,
3: that's good. That's yeah. awesome. That's, so just just try to keep yourself as
5: calm as possible. He just asked me, like, are you sure that tomorrow uh you're you going to do transfer to me? And I said, Yeah, I'm sure with you. Just just the, the lately day I uh, yeah. I get the money is on Tuesday. Just um so maybe uh so he just waiting until Tuesday.
1: Oh good, yeah, okay. Tuesday. So we've bought some time and he might be there tomorrow, so yeah, that's good. So just continue being who you are. Okay. Yeah, just
5: act natural. Yeah, Don't sure, worry about sure. it. Don't stress
1: sure. about it. Okay.
5: Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, <laughs> sure. I will. I will try my best. I will, I will keep asking him to come tomorrow.
1: Several hours later, and we still have no direction from the police, Kim decides to give the case detective another call to see what the holdup is. We accidentally get transferred to another detective from the same division who tells us our detective is in an interview. He seems familiar with the case, though. Here's that call.
7: I believe you were given the advice of once it's assigned to the fraud office, you can follow up with the fraud office on Tuesday. Is that
3: correct? So in the, when the crime's being committed right now as we speak, on the other side of a, a, on a, on a, a, a text back and forth, we, we can't do anything about that? We have our victims texting us everything that they are, what's happening with the criminal Mark right now. And he's trying to push them to get money out of them for extortion, for products that he can't give them. He's impersonating a Canadian embassy government official and he's committing fraud and he's doing it right now and he's trying to push these guys all day long for this money and nothing's being done and so how do we get so this where, guy? Where is this happening? He's on the other side of the of the phone. But this is the oh. this is the problem. We're trying to get some some assistance with this. I don't know. This this is what we kinda hoping that the police system will do for us, the legal system. Like our hands are tied and It's it's continuing. I've been working on this for two and a half years because I'm so frustrated, you know, 19, 19 victims I found in two and a half years, my own, my own money, my own time, my own energy. I did do a trace. I don't know how accurate it is, but I did do a trace on his phone. And he was first in Toronto, downtown Toronto, and now he's in Mississauga. Okay, um, and this was
7: happening in the BC area, was it
3: not? In the where? British Columbia. No, 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 I'm from British Columbia. This is in Toronto. We're talking right in Scarborough. This is the victims are in Scarborough, and the the, the guy is traveling between Toronto, Mississauga, and um, Scarborough right now. And he's trying to get money right now actively. Yeah, but we have like this guy has got eight provinces that he's got warrants in. So you know who
7: this individual is? Yeah, you, you have a name and everything? The criminal?
3: Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs>
7: Okay, um, and, and how do you know he's active right now? The
3: victim, the victims are giving us the information. The ones that filed their suit yesterday or their file yesterday. That's actively, he's trying to get money out of them. They don't know what to do because if they tell him to go away, if they pay him, they'll keep him around. If they And then they probably won't get their money back because that's what always happens because they gave their money away even though it's for extorting for a service that can't be provided. However, um You know, he's going to get away. And then we're back at square one. And, you know, I just spent 37 hours traveling from British Columbia to fly out here and drive out here to try to actually get some action because we got a tip on these guys. These victims were smart enough to go and look him up after they took half of the money.
1: Here's where things start to get circular.
7: Okay, so I don't want to cut you off, but if if you want something done about this, if if there's a victim that this is happening to in Scarborough right now, then I'm talking to the wrong person. That victim needs to call. Call police and then then an investigation starts we don't take third-hand information for any kind of a reports if there's a victim and they know that this person is trying to extort money from them yeah then that person needs to call okay police. okay
3: that's how it works yeah so but somebody came out yesterday but we were told that it was going to take days for this to happen so what do we do in the meantime we just let them get away well, it, it, it
7: if we have computer information it doesn't matter uh, as much that that it's a, a day later, they can they can track through the IP address and, and figure out exactly who this person is and what they were doing. And as long as this victim doesn't give any money today, they they're aware that they're that somebody is trying to extort them. Um, that obviously they shouldn't be sending money anywhere. I don't understand why they would do that if they know that this is
3: illegal. Because if we don't give him money, he's going to disappear and then we're back to me
7: now we're two well, and a half. So you're going to turn around and give him money so you're like that doesn't make any sense.
1: We can barely contain our frustration at this point. I'm squirming in my seat.
7: Okay
3: so then tell me what makes sense then. So you want them to call you guys because the, the criminal um, changes his uh, sim cards out all the time. That's Just,
7: okay like we have a computer unit that they can track anybody anywhere. Okay. Um so that's neither here nor there to be quite honest with you but whoever is the victim of this right now currently needs to call police to get a report like you're you're coordinating this for other people we don't do that we, it, it, that is a nightmare
3: I didn't actually we coordinate it. I didn't actually coordinate it for other people I'm I'm I am trying to I, I know this case better than anybody these guys are new victims they're frightened they're scared of this guy cuz this guy is intimidating them they're scared so they're reaching out to us because I know this guy's M.O. He's got a few M.O.'s. I've been following him for two and a half years.
7: Okay, so if they're, if they're in a situation where they're being extorted right now, they need to call police and someone will go there depending on where they live. Doesn't matter if it's in the city of Toronto, we'll send somebody um, and take a report.
3: Okay, so what's the difference from them going out to do the report yesterday when it was happening yesterday than Nothing today? And nothing was done, a report was taken, and it's gonna be passed over, so what's, like, you just want an extra bit of information? Is that all it is?
7: You're asking, I don't know what you're asking me right now. You're you're saying that somebody is is a victim of an extortion right now. hmm And I'm saying that was- that person needs to call police, and you're saying,
3: well, what's that gonna do? I'm saying that yesterday, they did the same thing. They went out and did their report based on the same information, and nothing was being done at that time, so what does today make a difference? is what i'm saying they're still being pressured today so do you want the police to go out again today is that what you're saying
7: that information of today's crime which would be a separate charge of yesterday's crime uh would be added to that report of yesterday we don't want to get half the story we want to get the whole story so if it's happening again today that same victim needs to call again today
3: okay yeah Got it. All right. Awesome. Okay,
1: thank you. All right, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Kim and I are extremely skeptical about the alleged tracing the detective suggested is possible. This um, is like so Looney Tunes. I know. The, but also the idea that um, they're going to be able to track a SIM card that's in the garbage is insane. That's not true. Like they could find his latest IP dra- IP address, but if he's disappeared, he's disappeared. Yeah. There's, the, he, They'll track it to a location, Yeah. but it's, he'll be gone. Feeling totally deflated. We call Fan and Andre to tell them not to send any more money based on the detective's advice. Deep down, we know what that will mean for the case. This is not lost on the guys.
3: Police don't want you to give them any more, him any more money. What they do want is you guys to call the police again. To the radio room and make another complaint that he's pressuring you guys and show them the the information you have today. You
6: know, yeah, we can make a complaint and we also have proof of that. But the problem is, it will completely destroy the relationship.
3: I, think. I know. And I told the police officer that too. And he goes, Well, why would you why would you give him more money to stick around? I said because you guys aren't doing anything. Like exactly. Wh- what else are we supposed to do? The
1: problem is, if they send him money now, it's yeah. going to not be a crime because it's voluntary, yeah. right? Because at this point, they know that you made the complaint yesterday. Like, Uh so it wouldn't be a legitimate crime anymore. It would be probably entrapment. Uh Because you're willingly giving him money knowing that it's I don't know. Knowing I don't
3: know. that he's a... Cl- so um, if he pressures or pressure, just say, hey, man, like, hands are tied. Sorry. Just, it's putting me in a situation and I just, you know... I don't have the money I right just now. don't have the money. I have to wait till tomorrow and then put it off and then see what the police will do. And then hopefully by tomorrow, all the courts are open and the offices are open and everything. All right. Thank you. Okay.
1: okay so we'll talk to you guys soon. Keep us posted uh-huh. and we'll keep you posted too. Later that day, we get a text from fans saying that Mark told them he might be coming by at 10 p.m that evening. Kim once again tries to shake the case detective into action, but gets turned down again. So we start laying down the plan for the only thing we can do, a vigilante sting. Here's the call between Kim, Andre, Fan, and I. Okay, so basically, we can talk to the police and... They're not very interested, but what we think is probably the best route, um, is for you guys to probably call the police in advance, that radio room, and, Mm -hmm. and tell them that you think this criminal from your police report is going to be coming to your house.
4: Yeah, okay.
1: So then what's realistically going to happen is they are going to do nothing, and then you're going to one of you, Andre, or you will have to sneak out and call 911 when he's there. Okay? We're gonna be outside with cameras if this happens, um, so we'll catch the them coming out of the building. But uh, for your safety, obviously, one of you, if he does show up, will have to call 911. So maybe you go outside, and you have to take out the garbage, whatever. you Yeah, figure it out, and and you you do the thing. Fan keeps him occupied, and then um, Kim, myself, and Evan will be downstairs with cameras. Uh, just so we film it as he comes out. And you guys are going to be the only ones in the apartment when he's arrested, which means remind the police to take his bag. Say, in his bag, there are credit cards that don't belong to to him. Please check his bag. You know what I mean? You have to remember to check to get them to get the bag. But,
4: but what if he, he wants
1: not come? Then we'll have to figure out tomorrow. I think tomorrow then you're going to have to let him down. Or just stop communication altogether. And the police have the file. You know what I mean? The police have it. And if he ever does show up, then you call 911. The next day, Mark never shows up. We think he could sense something was up. Throughout this entire ordeal, Kim and I had been in touch with Andrea and Jody, who'd been working on the case from their own corners. We update them on the latest status. The next day, Kim is back in B.C., We call Nicola to give her an update on the case. But basically now we're just waiting for the police to follow up from the fraud bureau, which they're not in till tomorrow because today is a holiday in Canada. So it's sort of just waiting and hoping that they'll take it seriously enough. Yeah that's kind of where it's been left off,
3: right? Yesterday they were working hard on the French woman who got taken for 90,000 One of the French women, that uh, Uh she go to her her station and try to get the warrant extended. And they told her some nonsense that she had to wait to go to the Supreme Court and put it up there. And I said, isn't that, like, the legal system's job? Like, you know, you guys see that this guy's criminal, right? And then
1: they said to uh, Andrea, when she was on the phone with the Quebec police, they were like, oh, yeah, your chance of a Canada-wide, he he has to murder someone. Like, that's what they said. Nice, eh? Crazy. (laughs) I'm
7: just wondering what's going to happen after they're going to get him, like... uh, You know, what's going to be the next step, uh, how long he can stay in, I don't mm-hmm. know, custody. or.
3: Well, know. if he gets charged on this, he'll be held for a while. And then yeah. it, might, it might require um, everybody putting their letters or their police files together and then mm-hmm, just uh, mm-hmm.
1: filing your suit. We're trying to be optimistic, but also don't want to get our hopes up. A few days later, Andre gets a call from one of the fraud detectives assigned to the case. Here's Kim recalling her conversation with Andre.
4: And the constable Clark called him, asked him if he was still in communication with uh, Mark today. Yeah. Stan said yes. He said, okay, that's good. I'll con- I'll, co- I'll be in contact with you in the next little while.
1: Oh, good. So I think
4: they're, so I think they're pinging his phone. Because this morning, yeah? I left like a three-minute message. Telling them who I was, what's going on, that I am working with Ben and Andre and yourself, and that we're—I um, flew out from BC because we got a hit on this guy. Um, you know, we've been counting him down for two and a half years. He's got all these blah blah blah, and I went on and on. And then I said, our concern is that his MO is that he's going to ditch his phone, and uh, because he won't get what he's looking for, and then he'll will be in have trouble trying to uh, he'll, he'll go through the cracks again.
1: Exactly. So so I think they're pinging their phone right now. Oh my God, that, that would be amazing, Kim. After that, nothing, no one, not Fan or Andre or Kim or I hear a single peep from anyone assigned to the case. Fan and Andre tell us that Mark's phone numbers and WhatsApp accounts are all shut down. He's in the wind again. It's deja vu. On the next episode of Catch 'em If You Can, Maggie and I speak with the women and share some major updates on the status of the case. Catch 'em If You Can is created and produced by Pink Moon Studio in partnership with Frequency Podcast Network. It's written and reported by me, your host, Amelia King, and Maggie Reed. Evan King is our post production supervisor, Chris Rennick is our editor. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Catch 'em Pod.